Welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of Holy Family and St. Lawrence here in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. I am your host, Daniel Rhoda. I have Father Ryan with me. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Dan. I've had a, a really great day, kind of one of those full priest days where yeah. lots of dynamics and lots of lots of elements, and so I'm doing really good. Yeah, we've got adoration going on. It's Monday night, so I get to do benediction tonight, um, which is always really great. There's been people throughout the entire day in the adoration chapel. You know, it's been, as a priest, it's fun to see people with the Lord. I don't know what it's like to be a parent and see your kids doing something that you love. But for me, it's like when you see people in the Adoration Chapel and you see multiple, you know, throughout the day, there's always there's been four to six people just through there all day, it seems like. And so it just brings joy to my heart. So it's been a good day. Yeah, I, I had my, my Adoration time today. And, there yeah, there was like five or six people there at one time. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was great. And even this morning right after Mass um, when we um, – started adoration and went into the chapel um, yeah it was it was just it was really beautiful it was it was, it was like, like snowing out the window so you kind of saw the snow coming down it was just, yeah it was just a really cool moment and so i'm good it's, it's, it's been right. yeah it's been a really uh, i think a really solid couple first couple weeks of that yeah it really has it's gone really really well yeah. um all right well can, do you want to open us in a prayer yeah in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen blessed be god O Holy Trinity, in whom is contained the inner life of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, eternal joy, inconceivable depth of love, poured out upon all creatures and constituting their happiness, honor, and glory, <clears throat> be to your holy name forever and ever. Amen. amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's a prayer from St. Faustina's Diary, um, number 525, if you want to look it up. Um, but it's really just a, a prayer of praise, you know, so there's, there's no really seeking any intercession. It's just an acknowledgement of God's goodness, you know, which is a good way to pray sometimes is just to acknowledge God's goodness. Um, so anyway, she's got a lot of prayers that she wrote in her diary. So I, I love, I love some of those. Yeah. I, I, that's, I have not, I have not read that yet. It's, you know, it's, it's a book like the Bible, you know, it, her diary is like kind of like the Bible, where it, it's tough to read cover to cover. Yeah. But you can you can jump into certain spots or learn about which certain spots to read, so you can learn about the the image and the chaplet and the novena and Divine Mercy Sunday, and some key parts to her life. But um, you can also just open it and it it speaks to you. I'll maybe I'll share a story of something that happened to me with the diary yeah. sometime in the episode here. All right. Because I, I just recently had something else happen, and yeah. just like sometimes I'm just like, I was telling you earlier, I was like, Faustina, I like I know she, I really believe she loves me, and uh, there's times where I'm just like I'm scared and like just like get away from <laughs> me, crazy saint lady, you know. <laughs> but like she's really good to me yeah. too. Like she's just constantly trying to encourage me and like a good friend, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a great teaser for so yeah. So maybe we'll, an episode. If, if we get around to it, remind me to tell you a story. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that kind of leads us into um, kind of what's going on this week. And um, for this, we kind of want to talk about what kind of happened last week, <laughs> which yeah. was uh, um, obviously we had All Saints Day on Friday, and then Thursday night for the for the vigil of it, we had the All Saints Day party. And there's yeah, there was. 
we, we kind of guess are guessing right around probably 100 people or so. Maybe, yeah, probably more or less throughout the night. Um, yeah, there's a little sign-in book, so we look at that. But there's just all sorts of people there, like, I mean, little, little, little ones, like one or two years old, you know, to, you know, some of the ladies are in their 80s, you know, that came and they came all dressed up too. Like, yeah. that was the great thing. And then every age in between, just a lot of people and people from all over the city um, came and some really good outfits and costumes and learned about a lot of saints, you know. There's a there's a group in the, the parish, um, some new parishioners, some families from Uganda, you know, so I went up and was able to talk to them, and they were telling me about the Ugandan martyrs and uh, some of the Ugandan saints, which was really great, you know, because yeah. we don't we don't hear about the Ugandan martyrs, mm-hmm. you know, like just like they probably don't hear about our, our, our American saints. And so, <coughs> you know, they grew up in Uganda, and so they know these stories, and they grew up celebrating these particular saints. So it was a really, really great turnout. Some solid saints and some solid solid outfits, so. Yeah, I was, the, there was a couple, um, like, when people walked in with, with some outfits, I was like, man, that was, like, how much time did you spend on that? Because that looks amazing. Yeah, some <laughs> of them were really good, right? Yeah, I was very impressed. Yeah. It's like Drew, you know, he looks, he came as Padre Pio, and he, he posted on Facebook, too, you know, pictures mm-hmm. of a young Padre Pio and then himself. He looks just like Padre Pio, like and all he had to do was like put on the a costume, and he did. He made a really nice like mimic habit of the Franciscans or the Capuchins. So yeah, I mean it was pretty neat. Your costume was unique. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my costume was pretty poor, I would say. <laughs> I, I think you, I think you were expecting less from us, is my guess. Yeah, I was. I was. It was a. Uh, um, it was one of those things where I was. I, I thought about it, but I didn't think about it enough. And there was enough action. There was probably too much thinking, not enough action. Um, I went as uh, Saint Drogo, who he was the patron saint of coffee. And then, um, kind of an, a weird one that he's the patron saint of is unattractive people. And so he, um, when he was around people, he'd put like a bag over his face to hide himself. <laughs> um, and so I just had a brown paper bag out over my face and a coffee mug. So um, definitely. Definitely room to improve on the creative scale for me. I like the story behind it. I mean, there's a legend that says, you know, he was so good looking, you know, so I can relate to that. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that he had prayed um, for for ugliness just because it would help him in his holiness, right, basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he got some kind of disease or something where his face, you know, was full of welts or or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sores. Sores, you yeah. know, something like that. So he became hideous mm-hmm. to look at. Yeah. And so he would cover himself, and like sometimes that's those neat graces, you know. Yeah, yeah. And how how countercultural in a day, in a, especially yeah. in an age like today. But even thinking, you know, whatever. Where was he from? I think I think um, was he Welsh? Welsh. I think he's Welsh. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, so there was a lots of um, Bishop Serbus here as Bishop Braga. He came as Bishop Braga yeah. again, which he did last year. I was blessed with Michael Sapochko, who's the spiritual director to St. Faustina, who I was able to go, you know, I talked about going to his tomb and everything in Poland. So I, I, I had gray hair. Yeah, it looked good. You know, and it was, it was like slicked back. I was trying to like do the older man hair, but I have too much hair to do that probably. So I like really had to slick it back, but then made it all white, got some glasses. 
It was a fun night. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. There was good food, good people. So uh, definitely, you know, if you weren't there this year, put it on the calendar for next year. Yep. And it's great because, you know, it ends, we end the night too. We end the night going into the chapel all together, dressed as the saints. We go into adoration. We, we did some praise and worship, you know, um, and then ended with benediction. I mean, it was a great way to spend the eve of all saints. Yeah. So, And this kind of takes us into um, the main part of our show today because we wanted to, uh, you know, talk about patron saints. And, you know, we, we kind of bring up the question, well, you know, why did some people dress up as the people that they did? And, uh, and I think, you know, for a lot of people, it can be like, oh, I dressed up as this person as, you know, Therese, Padre Pio, um, St. Isidore, because they have something that I identify with. Right. Which has something to also do with patron saints. Right. So, so yeah, we're just going to talk about patron saints, some different aspects of patron saints. Um, and so I think kind of just starting off, like, what would we call a patron saint? Like, what, what does that mean? Um, it, it, it would, it, it's basically, you know, it's somebody that we take on as our, our hero, you know, as a saint, somebody that we, we take on or is kind of given to us sometimes by heaven too, to be that specific example in our lives and a, and a specific kind of model because of something specific in our lives or something specific around us. And so, you know, we, there's, Lots of elements to what patron saint means, I would say, in terms of patron saint of certain things, you know, so some of those things we look at, we can talk about that. We can talk about just that I choose this as my patron saint, so like our confirmation saint, if you chose one then, or, you know, at, at baptism, whatever the name you're maybe given, they become our patrons um, to said some of those things, a patron saint of my job, or my occupation, or my illness, or my my activity or whatever. So they become something special to us as a role model, which the saints are because of something specific to their life, you know? Yeah. Like Drogo, you know, Drogo, Drogo, like Drogo, Drogo. Yep. Yeah. And coffee <laughs> and coffee. And the people that have been in my office or know me know that he <laughs> should be my patron saint to get me off the stuff. <laughs> um, so you kind of touched this in a little bit, but, um, when it comes to patron saints, how does it how does it work for us if we want to um, like can we just can we choose them? Uh, you know, you kind of touch on like they're they're given to us by our namesake um, in a sense or occupation or something like that. But when it comes to when it comes to like having a friendship with the saints, like you kind of touched on that in the beginning with with Saint Faustina, um, there are some saints that you just kind of connect with the way that you would, um, like when you meet someone for the first time and there's kind of like just an initial connection, you're like, man, like we're like really good friends and we don't really even know each other. Um, it can kind of be that way with some saints. And then like they, you almost like create this friendship, this bond, and that kind of turns into like, uh, like they kind of become your patron in a sense in that way. Yep. I don't know if that's a good way to explain it, but... <coughs> Let's, let, I'm going to try an analogy. This is an, another new one here <laughs> coming off the cuff here as you talk too. It's, it's, and rolling off of the sports analogy a little bit of last week and talking about you know who we looked up to as sports heroes and stuff like that, and that the saints are similar to that. I think there's certain saints that we get to choose. Like, hey, I, I choose you as my hero, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to choose to go to you 
and seek your intercession. I choose that you would help me because I admire and I like these things about you. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like, well, you know, I, I choose this person to be my hero or the person that, hey, I'm going to go to their concerts or I'm going to go to their games or whatever. And I maybe I can write pen pal letters like back in the day. You know, you write to your favorite baseball player and if they're, they've got a good PR person, that you're going to get a letter back, you know, you'll get a response. Mm -hmm. But, you know... And it can become more personal or whatever as you go. So I do think like, you know, yeah, you can choose a certain saint for whatever reason. And there's different reasons that we choose saints, you know. <coughs> it might be somebody who, who shared your same occupation or your same vocation um, or the place where you live. You know, like I was talking about the Ugandan martyrs. Like, well, naturally you're Ugandan, so naturally the Ugandan martyrs are going to be one of your those that you choose to be your patron saint. So... You can choose some of those, but yet on the same time, some of that is given to you. You know, we, we talked about how sometimes patron saints are just given to us. Um, sometimes that's on the reverse because you're Ugandan. <laughs> well, your patron saint yeah. is the Ugandan martyrs, you know. Um, if you're Pope Francis, well, one of your patron saints is better be St. Peter, you know. Um, if... Uh, that would be one of the aspects. I think one of the other aspects is, you know, we're given a name. You know, my name's Ryan John. There's not a St. Ryan yet, but there is a St. John. So on some levels, like, that patron is given to me. Um, yeah, I mean, is, is that making sense? You, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think there's definitely that, uh, that, that sense for me that, like my name is Daniel David. And so, you know, I've always had some sort of kind of connection with, you know, whenever the book of Daniel is read in mass, you know, my, my ear goes up a little bit or, you know, when it talks about David, like, cause I just have like some sort of connection with them. I know even though, um, even though there isn't really anything, you know, anything there. Yeah. Um, but then even like my confirmation name is St. Andrew and, um, maybe sometime I'll share the story of why I chose St. Andrew, but it was a really, <laughs> it wasn't for a good reason. <laughs> no, share it. No, I'll, I'll share why I chose mine then too. <laughs> okay. So it was a junior in high school, I think. Sure. And, um, my best friend in high school, his name is Andrew. <laughs> and so, uh, we were like, you know, Hey, you know, what would be hilarious if we switch names for our confirmation names. And so I, so I chose Andrew for my confirmation name. He chose Daniel. Um, so terrible reason why. Simple as that, right? <laughs> Simple as that. Very surface level. But then later, once I kind of really started to take my faith more seriously, um, I was kind of like, oh, well, I kind of, I wish I would have chose someone else because I don't really have anything with St. Andrew. But then as I learned more about him and just would deeply identify with him and how, you know, he was the one who in, like sh brought St. Peter to Jesus. And, you know, when I was working as a missionary um, for three years to college students, that was kind of my thing was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm that one trying like, you know, I might never be able to be a St. Peter, but I could, you know, introduce someone to Jesus who could be a St. Peter. So it was just something really cool and very simple like that, that I was able to like identify with later. And now like I, I you know, I love St. Andrew. So it's, just, it's, it's, it's kind of cool how like, you know, that was like, I probably wouldn't have just chose St. Andrew um, but then, but now it's kind of come to, like, it's just that relationship has been formed. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like, you know, I compare that, I think of some friends in my life where like, 
I would have never chose you to be my friend. Yeah. And like somehow, like in some goofy way, like we're really good friends now. You know, my my good friend Father Sheen, he's one of my best friends in my life, and but he's one of those guys where people look at us and like, how are you two friends? Even like, like mm-hmm. you're so different, you know, personality wise or different things. We certainly have a lot in common as well, but you know, it's kind of the the, the running joke, like, how are you two such good friends? Because you're so different, and it's like, yeah, I didn't really choose to be friends with him. It just kind of happened, you know, or whatever. <coughs> or sometimes, you know, it's like, well, I'm kind of going to pick him for whatever reason, and, and it just happens that way. Um, but my confirmation, Saint, talking about picking picking a name, I picked St. Bruno. Okay. Um, the reason I picked Bruno is because it was my name in German class. <laughs> so when we got to that point in confirmation class, it was like, well, you got to pick a patron saint. So I was like, Bruno, I like I like my German name in German class. So I went and looked up if there's a Saint Bruno. So I found this Saint Bruno. He had found this religious order, and I thought, and you know, he had, he had spent his life like cloistered in, in prayer, right? So I thought, well, great, I got somebody that too that can pray for me in heaven because he prayed a lot here on earth. But ultimately, I like the name Bruno. So that's why I picked Saint Bruno. But same thing. Like, God had a grace in store there for me mm-hmm. because as I've grown and learned more about his life and who he is, oh, man, it just, he's been so good for me on so many levels as a priest and on so many levels um, as a Catholic. So my devotion has definitely grown to him, and I, I value that friendship with St. Bruno in ways that I never would have imagined when I was 17, just going like, I just want my German name, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, such a, a great thing to remember, too, is just that, like, God God knows our humanity, and he works through it. Knows what we're going to need, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and that's how he, um, how sometimes he, he brings um, saints into our lives. I really like how you used kind of the analogy of, like, our heroes, like, um, in... To a certain extent, you could even, you know, sticking with the sports analogy, you could use the Saints to be like almost like your coach. Yeah. You know, like you know, we'll ha- we'll, you know, like we can have some of those kind of spiritual mentors here on on Earth, but even like have a, like a heavenly like spiritual mentor. Yeah, to say, coach me through this, right? And like for those, like we can kind of just choose. Yeah. And um, like for me, one of those guys is Saint Maximilian Colby. I, mean, I might have talked about him on an earlier episode that like he's just one of those guys that as I have learned more about him, I'm just like, man, this guy is, like, I want to be like that guy. It's kind of like getting picked for a team. Like, sometimes you're picked for a team. Like, you think of guys get, you know, people that get drafted, you know, into professional sports or something, you know? Mm -hmm. They get drafted, and it's like, nope, this is the team you're on. And so you're like, what? I don't really really want to be on this (laughs) team, you know? But okay, I'm on this team. (coughs) Down the road, you're like, you can sometimes that works out really amazing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sometimes you get drafted onto this team of Saint Bruno, and you don't even realize what that's going to mean till down the road or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's good. Um. So. I think right now I'd like to, um, talk a little bit, kind of go into what you were alluding to at the beginning of the episode yeah. with uh, Saint Faustina. Um, because we were talking a little bit before this episode about this idea of, of saint stalking. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the saints stalk you. They come after you. You don't go after them. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So some of you have maybe had this experience of, like, saints very much making themselves known or 
they 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 pursue you rather than you pursuing them. So um, it's true. I, I think that there's a number of people that have experienced like a particular saint just keeps popping up in different ways in their life. For me, that saint is um, Saint Faustina. Um, saint John Paul II, in many ways as well. Like I've got stories like. Yeah, just from his his life and even after his life, like there's just connection there. But Saint Faustina is the one who has. Uh, I'll put it this way. She has gradually over time. I feel, in my spiritual life and in my prayer life. Shown me gradually a great and deep love. That she has for me for some reason and. A just a deep intercession without me ever having really pursued her. Like she just started to like come after me and show me just beautiful signs of mercy, beautiful signs of love and beautiful signs of like, I'm with you, you know? And so, um, even when I was, you know, I was in Poland and got to go back there after sort of experiencing her, her pursuing me in some ways, like or at least that I've, I've felt. And even there, these beautiful doors open and I, she just reiterated again, <laughs> I want to take care of you. Sometimes saints pursue us just like people in our lives maybe pursue us and say, I want to take care of you because I love you, you know? And we have to choose. Well, you know, there's sometimes where I'm like, scary saint, please get away from me. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know that I want you helping me. Like, I, th that scares me. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with me. <laughs> so, so one of the things that I, you know, I was sharing this with the sisters and, last week that when I was uh, in my previous assignment, we, and this is, I'll try to make a long story kind of short. <laughs> We're always trying to watch the time, but I was sharing with the sisters last week at dinner that, you know, some stories of Faustina in my life. And one of the things that had happened in, in my previous assignment is this relic of St. Faustina just mysteriously came, uh, into the parish. And is that my phone ringing? No. It's your phone. My mom was calling me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's good. <laughs> you better call her back later, though. I will. So we got this relic in the parish, and nobody knew about it because I was still investigating whether it was a real first-class relic of Faustina, and so I'd written to the sisters in Poland and taken pictures and kind of explained what happened and how this ended up in our lap and how it ended up in the United States and et cetera, et cetera. So as I was waiting for that, um, we were doing perpetual adoration during Lent and I had gone and taken the relic and just placed it under the corporal that the monstrance was on in the adoration chapel. So nobody knew she was there. Nobody knew the relic was there. I just felt like it needed to be there and I knew somebody was always in watch to make sure nobody takes something from the altar so I thought it's safe too. And I was in there one night uh, and I was praying, and I was going through just a tough day or a tough patch, and this um, this number kept running through my head. And I don't remember the specific number, but it kept running through my head. And and then in my heart, I could hear, go over to the bookshelf and get the Faustina's diary and look that number up. And I was like, that's... like I, I, The pride in me, because like, I've had those things happen, like with the scriptures and stuff too, you know. But I was just in one of those moods where I was like, no, that's silly, you know, like, what the heck, you know, no. 
So I, I, I kind of pushed it off, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't go away the whole time I was in, in adoration. So finally I was just like, fine, Lord, you know? So I'll go over and I'll prove that it's just me thinking and I'm being goofy, you know? So I open it up, and it's a reference in there, and I, I can't find it. I found another, actually another reference, because I'll share that too, but um, she, she writes in her diary that I saw a, a particular priest praying in a chapel, and I, I prayed for him, basically, you know, and that he was going through a tough time. And I, it was, it was like weird and scary and beautiful and like third person view. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, cause you know, she had, she had experiences. Like, and I'm not saying like, cause even in the diocese, probably Michael Sapotsko, probably Father Sapotsko, like, okay, yeah. But there was like, it was a moment for me where she was just saying, yeah, but I'm loving you right now because I'm praying for you because yeah, you're special to me. For, and I'm just still going like, why am I special to you, you know? That's where I'm kind of at in my prayer life with her, mm-hmm. if you will, in her interceding for me. So I told the sisters this the other night. I hadn't told the story in a long time. Like when it initially happened, I would actually shared it when I shared about the relic because it, I had started to fall in love with Faustina and started to explore more about her, didn't know a whole lot about her, and the Divine Mercy too. So I shared this story last week with the sisters at dinner before RCIA. And a couple other things, kind of just sharing that journey. We were talking about the saints. Went to RCIA last week. I got home. (coughs) I got home from RCIA and walked into the rectory. As soon as I walked into the rectory, 988, 988, 988. And I was like, what? 988. And I was like, oh, that's, again, I was like, because then right away, like, I was like, the diary popped up in my head, and I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, that's silly. Like, I'm not going. I know where the diary is back in my sitting room, my prayer room, and I'm like, I'm not going back there. I'm tired. I'm not That's silly. I'm not going. I'm not playing this game. Like, it's just, it was just like, I tried to, like, kind of just get relaxed and, you know, take off my shoes and get comfortable, and at 988, 988, like, this is stupid. Right? Like, that's what I'm telling. I'm talking to myself. This yeah. is stupid. So I go back there, and I walk into my my sitting room, and uh, there, I have a picture of Faustina there now, and she's always got this smirk. So I kind of look at it like, ugh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's kind of my attitude. Like this is silly, you know. Like, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm just playing in my head because I told that story that I love so much and was so beautiful for me, right? So I was like, okay, whatever. And I had had a long day too, you know, and been going through some stuff or whatever. And so, but I sat down and I was like, okay, nine eighty eight. So I open it up. And I read, I was praying for a certain priest. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then in parentheses, it it's probably Father Sapochko. So they add these things like, this is probably who she was praying for. But it spoke, it, this is the beautiful way that the diary works. It's, it's kind of amazing. But I was praying for a certain priest, asking God to help him in certain matters, when I suddenly saw Jesus crucified. His eyes were closed, and he was immersed in torture. I worshipped his five wounds, each one separately, and asked his blessing for him. Jesus gave me to know interiorly how dear that soul was to him, and I felt that grace was flowing from Jesus' wounds upon that soul who, like Jesus, is also stretched upon the cross. Dang. And I wept. (laughs) You know... When I'm grateful or God moves in my heart, one of the gifts is tears. And I, I really just, was, it was a beautiful experience of the stalking saint, St. Faustina, loving me. 
And sometimes the saints, um, they love us and they, they come to us in, in these little ways, you know. And I don't think we can read too much into it. I think the tendency is, you know, for me it's like, you know, I'm, I know what that means to my heart and I, I can't overthink it. I have to be grateful for it. And um, know that I'm being loved from heaven. And I think you all who are listening know that you're loved from heaven. You're loved from heaven by Jesus, our Lord. Um, you're loved from heaven by God the Father and the Holy Spirit. And you're also loved from heaven by the saints in heaven. And remember that. And sometimes sometimes in our lives, those saints will come and, and show us really special love because sometimes we need that, you know? And... Um, Yes, yeah, so sometimes the saints, they choose us too. Yeah. You know? Um, and someday, you know, we might know why or we might know some of those dynamics, but we don't know that now. So we just, for me, the big thing is like, Faustina just keeps kind of going, I love you, man. I love you, brother. I love you, Father. I'm praying for you, Father. And uh, <laughs> the key is letting myself be loved by her, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so that's the way, that's my kind of my, in my life, Faustina's kind of chosen me, and she's very much a patron in my life. So, yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for sharing that. That's like an awesome story. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, and I, I think <laughs> I don't always share stories like that necessarily, <laughs> but yeah. and I, I think I mean that's a good model for for you know us as your sheep, you know, in that sense, just to be like, okay, yeah, that's what it that, that's what it looks like, you know. Yeah, and be open. The, yeah. the Lord moves in your heart or moves in your mind too when you're attentive and. You know, sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it is you. Mm-hmm. But then there's other times where, you, and you learn to, you can learn to know when it's the Holy Spirit moving. And you you learn what that, what that sense is, I guess I would say. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, coming out of this, it's just good action point for all of, all of the listeners to to be like, okay, who, you know, who might be one of those people? And you obviously can't force it, but just being open and being willing to be like, all right, you know, if someone, if someone makes themselves, um, you know, noticed in my life, then you know, you can we can follow that path, and, yeah, and and see what God, you know, is trying to trying to, to teach us, or where He's trying to bring us, or what He's trying to share with us yeah, through that. That's so, exactly right. So yeah, that that will uh, conclude this episode um, about patron saints. So yeah, I really hope this sparks some good conversation and good thought and good prayer. Um, and yeah, really excited to hear uh, yeah what you guys think and you know what what you where you go from this. So uh, yeah, we will uh, talk to you all next week. May God bless you and may Jesus Christ be praised. <laughs>